Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. This amazing stranger from the planet Krypton. The man of steel, Superman! Possessing remarkable physical strength, Superman fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Disguised as a mild-mannered newspaper reporter, Clark Kent. Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. We're hosts Jared and Patrick. That's me. That's your sound guy, Joe. Once again, promoting the American values. And all the way from Three Song Stories, WGCU, our longest-running guest... Richard Chinqui. Hey. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. You're back here again. So last mm-hmm. time you were here, we were talking about um, the Caped Crusader. The Dark Knight. Obscure Dark character. Knight. Hardly known. We were talking about Vengeance. Mm. We were I talking about the Knights. Mm. We were talking about I am Batman. Uh, and today, we're going on the, you know, we're, we're jumping across the pond from Gotham into Metropolis. Yeah. And talking about the Man of Steel. Yeah. What other names does he go by? Um, the Boy Scout. The Boy Scout. The Last Son of Krypton. The Boy in Blue? Man in Blue? Something sure. Like that? <laughs> That's what I've heard. Um, Not Crypt- as cool. No. Krypton's Last Son. Krypton's Last Son. The Man of Tomorrow. Man of Tomorrow. Okay. That's what I was thinking of, but I couldn't think of Tomorrow. Uh, so. Let's see. He goes by a million nicknames. Clark Kent. Yeah. Clark Kent. Clark Superman. Kent. Superman. Superman. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, so, Joe, you really want to do this episode. So why don't you start us off by why Superman? We've done episodes on superheroes before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this may or may not be our last episode on superheroes, on a particular superhero. Sure. So we might as well wrap it up with the mother of all superheroes. Mm. The first superhero. The first superhero, Superman himself. Yeah. The man is my favorite DC comic hero, and that's not from a position of oh, I'm just a basic, I don't know anything about comics perspective. It's it's kind of like the bell curve. Like on either end, I really like Superman. And then the middle is other heroes. But the, the success of Superman is in his simplicity. Like he inspires so much hope, mm. more so than any other superhero, rather. And I really like the rich history he has and just the unending, like, beacon of hope is really something I look up to and, like, Instead of, what would Jesus do? I go, what would Superman do? <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Um, Sell me on it, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that's, that's exactly, I think, what makes him special. I think we're kindred spirits on that. Um, I think Marvel has um, Cap. Yes. You know, Captain America. Right? Uh, all of the, the thing that made Marvel stand out, especially actually in the era where Superman comics were really taking their, their dip in ratings, um, the thing that made the Avengers work and Marvel work was that the characters were all flawed. They were mm. broken in very specific human ways, and they felt relatable versus, like, the pantheon of, like, the Justice League, these kind of Greek gods made modern. But uh, inside of the Avengers, and I'm going to come back to Superman, but, like, in, inside of the Avengers, you have this one character, Captain America, who is, like, if you break him, it, you kind of lose the point of him, right? He has to be a Boy Scout, like, he has to be. I believe that this is, like, we're going to do the right thing. We're going to do the just thing. We're going to treat people, like, fairly. Like, like you, whatever that means in the era of the comic that you're writing, Cap has to hold that mm. because if he doesn't, then he's broken like all these other characters and you have no baseline. Mm-hmm. 
And I think Superman is that, except you don't need any of the other stuff to be broken for him to still work. He works when all the other heroes were all kind of perfect heroes with different powers. Superman was already Superman. And as those became kind of more cynical and darker versions of heroes, you know, Superman is still Superman. And I think that's something. That's, there's something special about him that, that makes all of those other things possible. Right. Yeah. Last episode you were here, it was mm. Batman, mm-hmm. and we really dived deep into like why or how close to your heart Batman is. Oh man. So yeah, my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're here for Superman. How? Why? I love Superman um, for the things we just said, but also because um, if I'm if I'm really being honest, Superman is the reason that I got into comics and. Um, and not just in, as you mentioned, kind of Joe, in a generic way, like I like comics, I like Superman. I grew up reading the odd, you know, issue here and there of whatever I could get my hands on, but not, you know, I was never into comic books. And then uh, in 92, uh, they wrote The Death of Superman. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, I know for a lot of people listening, it, it, the doomsday and the idea of Superman dying and all of that, or, or superheroes dying in general, is feels like maybe passe it's or like saturated yeah like it's happened desensitized it. yeah I mean there's a in, in the animated series uh, one of the animated things there's like an army of doomsdays like probably Justice League like a whole like there's a beach of them yeah. Justice League Apocalypse yeah that's right or Justice League Dark Apocalypse which yeah. is the reboot of those 50 an- 52 the fi- animated the new 52 ones. yeah mm. they fight them on Themyscira I think and there's like everywhere a, there's, bro it's it, that's a ridiculous conceit <laughs> that they're like uh, an army of them but at that point, it was national and international news. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> Superman is going to die. The cover was like black with a bloody Superman symbol, um, and not a symbol with blood, like a symbol made of blood. Yeah, it was. It was that Doomsday's river, f- that stream is yeah, blood. and Doomsday's fist like coming through it. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a big deal, and um, and it was a big enough deal that I saw it as a as a kid on the news. And I turned to my dad and said, can we go to the store? I want to I buy that. Like, I want to I read how he dies because that's impossible. Mm. And we went and I picked up at the time. By the time we went, the, the single issues had already been out and they were already being turned into the trades, the, right. you know, the little groups. And so I bought the, you know, they had like a multi-pack. So I bought the funeral for a friend, which is like the middle part of that story. Oof. It has the doomsday. It has, it has the last, the single issue at the end of the fight, so you get to see the fight with Doomsday at the end where he dies. You get all of the issues that make up Funeral for a Friend, which is like the aftermath in the world of how like everybody copes with Superman's dead. And then it had the four single issues of the return of the, the rise of the Superman, the four different Supermen, which I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it had the return, the resurrection uh, foil cover uh, where he comes back at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, I read them religiously. I read them like, like you know, scriptures. I, I went over them and over them and over them and over them. And I, I needed to know more. So I bought, um, not long after, there was a, um, a novel, a prose novelization of the whole story, mm-hmm. uh, which was quite thick. And I read that multiple times. And there was a Super Nintendo 
yeah. at the Superman game. I played that over and over yeah. again. And I didn't become like a crazy Superman fanboy, although this might I might this might belie what I just <laughs> said. <laughs> but but I started reading more comics because of that. Um, that's also what a year because that's also right around when um, uh, X Men relaunched and we get the Jim Lee cover um, oh, and the yeah. redesigns where like Cyclops has hair <laughs> instead of the the bald cap mm-hmm. um, and um, Wolverine is blue and yellow not brown and yellow mm-hmm. and uh, Charles has like the floaty chair and Gambit exists <laughs> and um, you know all of these all of these the versions that we all know from the cartoon from the 90s were launched at that point mm-hmm. and there's that there's this, there's this gorgeous cover by Jim Lee where they're they're all kind of there and you had to buy four issues to get it because it, yeah. was, it was a super wide um that's like that's the same year, yeah. give or take. And I was like, ooh, but it said X Men number one yeah. on it because it was a relaunch. And I didn't, you know, I was like, this is the first. I was X-Men. like ten or eleven. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I was like, a number one, I can buy it. <laughs> so I bought a bunch of X Men, and I was like, this will be worth something. It's it's not worth anything, <laughs> but that's okay because it's worth something to me. Yeah. Um, and I bought I bought that Jim Lee signed numbered one, yeah. uh, the the super wide. Uh, that was in print a little you bit You talked ago. to me about yeah. that a long time it's, ago. It's up in my wallet. Yeah. That, that oh, sounds cool. really cool just in concept. I'm not a big comic guy, so to hear about that is pretty, like just having like four editions make mm. up a large graphic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, as the resident old man on set, um, <laughs> I should remind you guys that it was very common for anime, animated series, and sometimes like television shows uh, to make box sets of their VHS things. Oh, yeah. And then the sides of the boxes make up something. would make up a mural. Yeah. Uh, the most common one that everybody knew from when I was, like, you know, a young man and a teenager, like, was uh, Dragon Ball Z. Because, uh, yeah. um, because when you had, you know, you had 20 tapes for the season <laughs> um, with, like, two or three, episode, three episodes per tape. So, like, if you, it came in a long, wide cardboard box... And if you put all the cassettes, you know, facing one way, it was just all the numbers. Yeah. But if you flip them the other way, they made up like a long mural of like, you know, of Shenlong or Shenrong? Long. Yeah. And uh, or, you know, uh, one of the fights from that arc, mm-hmm. you know. I you- have two copies of graphic novels of Death of Superman. Like in my mm. house, mm-hmm. one of them uh, still sealed, like in the, in the, in the wrapping yep. that also comes with the like a DVD of the film, of the animated film for death. Oh, the newer, yeah. Like, yeah. So um, that's, an, that's, a, that's a thing that I have struggled with over, over the, good God, 30 years, uh, it <laughs> feels like, yeah. Um, and that is, uh, I, I've watched, I, I mentioned this, I think, yesterday. Yeah. Um, I have watched movie after movie <laughs> after movie come out, animated and live action alike, where they, they, refuse to do I know that one exists but they refuse to do like the death of Superman the movie yeah like what we got in the comics um it's it's it feels like a perverse version of being a video game fan and then watching them make movie after movie after movie <laughs> of the games you like so but, you do get it but they just but 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 not doing the thing that game yeah. it would be like if they made a Zelda game yeah. and then they were like let's let's not do any of the games Something let's make new. a whole new story and then somebody going, but I want to <laughs> see that one in a movie. Like I would watch that movie. Um, um, or it, it almost like, feels like they like every time it's 
like every movie is just another origin for him at least right. recently because when i've gotten into superman it has been that where it's just like a like three reboots within 15 years or whatever yeah the same thing with spider-man i felt too it's just like every like decade or so there's just a brand new you know retelling of his story in some way or or the other or the opposite which is just as bad um where they have to they feel like they have to step the audience in Mm. at a moment where superman has been gone Mm. so um you know i (laughs) I like Zack Snyder. <laughs> I, I actually really like the his version of the Justice League film. Oh, it's it's super good. But the <laughs> I don't like either of his Superman treatments no. in yeah. the other two things. And uh, we should talk about that right now, actually. Yeah. But <laughs> but uh, just on that film thing, um, there is an animated Doomsday movie, Death of mm-hmm. Superman, and it's actually pretty good. And here's how I know: the first time I watched it. I was using it for treadmill fodder, right? I'm jogging, I'm watching Superman movie. I know this story. And when he died, I still cried. Mm, nice. <laughs> um, and I think that there's something um, about the death there that does not encapsulate the whole character. He's more than, than the Doomsday Ark. I do have a question about that. We'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, he, he's, he, Doomsday is not Superman, you know? Yeah. But the, the ability to take a character who you feel often like doesn't have um, a lot on the line personally, right? Mm-hmm. He might have people he cares about, who, oh, you can threaten them. The city, he loves his city, right? Like, yeah. but, but, like, it's not usually him. And in every iteration that I enjoy of that story, he knows before he dies that he's going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a Christology, right? It's like a reference to, like, you know, in Christianity... Jesus asked me the day before, hey, maybe I don't have to do this. And then he gets told by God, like, you have to. And he goes, okay, fine. And this is, like, this is, Superman goes in his in his own mind, like, either we both, like, we're going to kill each other mm-hmm. or I'm going to lose. But there's no reality where that thing stops and I make it to the other side, so I better stop it. And first of all, we don't get that with almost any of our other heroes where they they have so much power and they're also, like, fatalistically throwing themselves at the problem. Mm-hmm. And second, he holds in the canon of that story, in the comics and in the novel, he holds himself personally responsible for every human that dies in Metropolis because up until Doomsday, he's never really fought something where he could, like, really wail on it. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he always has felt, uh, what would you say, like, hesitant I think what he said when he was fighting Darkseid in the the animated movie, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the world is made out of cardboard, but you can take it, can't you, big guy? I feel like I live in a world made of cardboard, always taking constant care not to break something, to break someone, never allowing myself to lose control, even for a moment, or someone could die. It's like that feeling like he's walking on eggshells constantly. Yeah, the line is, uh, what we have here is an opportunity opportunity. for me to cut loose, right? And Such a good line. But you can take it, can't you, big man? What we have here is a rare opportunity for me to cut loose and show you just how powerful I really am. And it's it's like an inversion of that in the Doomsday arc because what happens is he's fighting him and he gets like, he, first he gets kicked like a mile away and he's like, oh, okay, I, I should be more careful. That guy's strong. 
And then he he grabs him and he tries to fly him up into the sky, into space. He's like, I'll just I'll just throw you into orbit. And Doomsday knees him with one of those spurs in like into him. Like it goes inside of him. And that's not a inside of Superman is not a thing we're used to. <laughs> and it knocks it he he plummets to Earth and he tries to shove him into a lake. Like he like he he buries Doomsday in the silt because it's soft and Doomsday like old Superman can't actually fly. He just mm. jumps like a flea really, really far. So he's like, oh, I'll just, boom, and he buries him there. And then he gets out of the water, and he's like, okay, let's deal with some of the wreckage here while I wait for that to get sorted. And that doesn't hold for long. And repeatedly, Superman keeps trying to, like, gently put the kibosh on this monster while he deals with other stuff, and he keeps getting left behind. Like, he keeps, like, incapacitating Superman, and they go, whoo, and he wakes up and goes, where'd he go? Mm. And then when he finally catches up to him um, in Metropolis... Uh, Doomsday's just landed, and he lands. I, I can see it like in my head. He like lands at a construction site, and because um, he jumps miles at a time, so he, like mm-hmm. and he lands on this construction site, and people scatter. And there's a there's a guy running like kind of past him, and Doomsday grabs him and just snaps his neck, just God, like, like a like a toothpick. And Superman can see it from where he is in the sky, and he goes, "That's on me." And he just buries like he just like puts him in the ground, and then they continue to fight it out. But, I mean, by the end of the fight, he's got broken ribs, he's got a punctured lung. Um, you know, these are wounds that Superman's not supposed to have, and he has them, and it's a, it's such a good, um, you know, way to drive home the, not the vulnerability of the character, because the point isn't that he's vulnerable. The point is that he finds a way to sacrifice even in his invulnerability, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. So, is there yeah. Isn't there a line that I think Doomsday says, or, I, or somebody says it like in one of the animated things, where it's like, each one of these people I kill, it's on you, um, because you are so hesitant and not wanting to like hmm. go full on and kill me sooner or whatever. I'm gonna be really mad if in the animated thing that's a line that Doomsday says because in I don't remember he's a monster, bro. You in the, in, in the well. <laughs> It depends. It depends which version of Doomsday that you know? talk, and I hate. Yeah, so like, hey guys, it's me, Doomsday. <laughs> so comic. Here's here's the here's the intelligence level of comic book Doomsday. Yeah. Because it's really great. Do you know why he goes to Metropolis? Because so he he digs himself out of. Okay, we're gonna do the Doomsday. <laughs> Doomsday's origin. Doomsday, uh, a mad scientist in space, uh, takes a baby and breaks it, and then takes the body and clones that baby, and then makes another one. And then breaks it, and then does that over and over again, lots of different ways, until like the thing that comes out of the clone thing is a monster. And he goes, "It's the ultimate weapon." And then that kills him because, of course, it does. And then they strap it. Who I don't know who they is. They strap it to. Um, they tie it up and they and they put it in a little box that's roughly the size of it, and then shoot it into space. And they're like. Problem solved. Like, that thing's never getting out of space jail. <laughs> a, dark, that, a dark mirror of the Superman origin. Yeah. And it collides. Yeah, no, it is, right? And it collides with Earth, and it buries itself underground. And one day, eons later, Doomsday wakes up, and he spends, like, I don't know, like a year. He spends a long amount of time just trying to get an arm free out of these cables. And then he gets his arm free, and now he's got an arm. So he punches the wall, like, it, like the bride and Kill Bill, over and over and over and <laughs> over and over. And eventually a dent in the metal. And so he goes nuts and he starts punching f- harder and he digs his way with one arm up through the dirt 
and he this is such a good scene. He climbs out and he stands there and he's you know out in the middle of the country on a hill and he's just like standing there and there's just this it's real it's this, like gorgeous like sunrise and he's he's got his, his arm is lashed to his body so he's just got one free arm and he sticks it out and he waits and eventually a bird lands on it and he just goes crunch and he kills the bird <laughs> oh and and then night falls. And he can see the lights of cars on a highway way over there. So he just goes and he jumps that way. Because Doomsday, only he, all he does is destroy what's close mm. to him that's alive. That's, like, that's how he works. So like, as long as there's living things, he will continue to kill. He goes there. He starts messing with cars because he thinks they're big things to fight. And then um, Justice League, <laughs> uh, the sea string um, Justice League International, I think they're called at yeah. the time. It's uh, Fire and Ice, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, uh, Blue Beetle Blood Wind, and um, uh, Guy Gardner. Not Guy, yeah, Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner. Um, but post Green Lantern, Guy Gardner, Power and Guy Gardner. Um, and they show up and they're like, "Look, there's like six of us. We'll deal with whatever it is. It's like a highway problem." And they get there, and he just. I mean, he breaks all of... He shoves Blue Beetle's head into, like, a big rig. Yeah. He just goes, crunch. <laughs> um, and he just beats he just beats the living piss out of every one of them. And, um, and then he leaps away. And they decide, maybe in the bravest moment other than Superman killing himself with Doomsday, they chase him, mm-hmm. which is really baller because <laughs> he just... I mean, it wasn't a fight. And they chase him down. And when, where they catch up to him is, like, this house... Where that's where Superman meets him for the first time, and Booster Gold gets kicked like he gets kicked, uh, not joking, like a mile away through through the air, and Superman catches him, and uh, and then he says like, "What is doing this to you guys?" And he says, "Doomsday's come," and Mm -hmm. that's how he gets his name. This creature only goes to Metropolis because while he's terrassing through the suburbs, he lands in a mall because of course you would eventually find something like that, and there's a big array of TVs mm-hmm. and there's like a Wrestlemania type event and the wrestler goes hey you and he turns and it's like you know Macho Man or yeah. Hulk it's you know it's an amalgam of r- 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 wrestler. yeah and they're like I'll see you in Metropolis like are you ready for da 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 and, and it says like Metropolis 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 <laughs> and and the, the monster goes Metropolis and then he sees a, a billboard and it this says way. Metropolis and so he like puts <laughs> he puts that together and he takes off that way. Yeah. So if that guy was like, all of these bodies are yeah. yours, Superman. <laughs> I'm a monument to all of your sins. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't take that. And you're, there are <laughs> poetry, Adam. Oh god. So um, it could be confusing for Darkseid or something. Like it's I know more of a Darkseid thing. Said, yeah. Sure. You know, but I, it could be. There are versions of talk. I just yeah. don't. I don't like. You know, I, I understand. I need. I, I want this. This because he's not important. This is the thing. It's Hulk. It's the. It's the. Im- Immovable object versus unstoppable force type of deal. Yeah. Well, and especially for Superman, right? Like the thing, you know, Batman is interesting because not just because Batman's interesting, but because Rogue's Gallery is full of real people yep. who have real motivations who you can understand, even if you disagree with them. Superman is should be interesting for the opposite reason. Because the hero is this this idealistic person who has to deal with the reality around him. And so his villains don't have to be actually that rogues gallery interesting because they are the forces of nature that bounce against his personality. Mm -hmm. So Doomsday is like the antithesis, right? Superman is like, save people, don't stop. And Doomsday is like, you can't, you'll never be done saving people from me. You have to kill me, right? And um, there are a lot of ways that those two heroes are 
um, interesting opposites of each other. And that's, for me, one of them, is that, like, you know, Batman is fleshed out by the people he fights. Mm-hmm. And I think Superman is the fleshed out version of the hero. And we put him in those situations so that we can see, like, the hero bigger. Right. Um, yeah, remember, I, was, I was just thinking that kind yeah. of with Doomsday, where it's kind of like it, it uh, Doomsday isn't really much he does, of it, a character, yeah. nope. but like it, it all everything then is on Superman and how he deals with Doomsday. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and um, you know, and and it wasn't devoid like that arc is not devoid of you know external factors. Um, there are characters in that, that that is clearly like DC trying to make the after Superman heroes, mm. and they're just like throwing stuff at the wall. So like um, the Guardian is oh, right. is a character who's just not that interesting. He's wearing gold and blue, and he's he's uh, has a shield, right? Yeah, he's got a shiny yeah. shield, and he he rides a motorcycle. He's yeah. kind of he's he's Cadmus security, and um, <laughs> wow, how yeah, thrilling! It's it's really bad. I mean, he, he's now he's fun because he also. There, there's a, there's like a little gaggle of, you know, you know, in the new animated show, um, on Adult Swim, um, My, My Adventures of Superman. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's the little group of news kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those kids exist in the comic, mm-hmm. and in, uh, they, they are like newsboys when newsboys are like newsies, right? right? They're like little, little, <laughs> little uh, latchkey kids extra, or, extra. or little urchins, yeah. And they grow up to be scientists huh. at Cadmus, <laughs> and they clone themselves. <laughs> and so there's these this little ruffian group of kids running around the Cadmus like wow. science, you know, campus. And like <laughs> Guardian is kind of you know he's the like the begrudging, yeah, he's like the begrudging like now boys, but also he loves them because like they're like his kid, like he takes care of them yeah. because it's all scientists and these, but these yeah. kids didn't ask to be clone boys in a science facility. Um, they play a part in the Superman de- like death art. They're the reason that Superboy, the clone, mm-hmm. gets out because they find him in there, and they're like, "He like we're clones. He's a clone." It's like a better version of that end of Jurassic Park movie where the little girl is a clone <laughs> and she's all the dinosaurs out. Like this is like the positive version of that. They're like, um, that's a person, and also he's Superman. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna break him out, and they do, and that's a great like. So. You know, um, or or the Supermen themselves, the you know the re- reign of the Supermen that all come out after Clark's gone. Um, that's that's DC trying to go like, okay, guys, look, like we have this character, nobody cares. Um, the uh, Search for Peace, the fourth Superman movie with Christopher Reeve, the last one. Um, you know, that is like two years before the Batman movie mm-hmm. um, with Michael Keaton, the first one. And when you compare them, you're like, oh. Superman's boring and kind of silly and bland, and Batman is, like, dark and edgy, and DC kind of freaked out. They were like, oh, no, <laughs> these two movies have been a branding disaster for our our most, like, iconic character. Maybe we can kill him and bring back a version that people like more. So which of these four are we going to, like, do? And uh, the answer was none of them. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to bring back the original guy, and then we're going to change his powers to energy powers, and no one liked that. Yeah. Um, so they they reverted. If, if that sounds alien to you, that's totally <laughs> cool. <laughs> you don't need to know any of this. Um, it's Superman, DC making weird decisions. Yeah, the death was amazing. Great and, arc. And, and the post-death stuff is good. Like the, the 
Funeral for a Friend is some of the best comic writing. The panel of Batman yoinking a guy out of the funeral that was trying to be like a bomb terrorist person mm-hmm. at Superman's funeral and going like, normally I would just drop you from here, <laughs> but we're in his town, so today it'll be his rules. And like all of the Justice League kind of bickering at each other because none of them were there to to stop this yeah. thing from happening. It's really gorgeous. Um, that that kind of brings up my or the question yeah. I, I was yeah, please. Earlier today, I was thinking, you know, we talked about uh, the death of Superman like a little bit before the show. Yeah. And I know it's like a big deal. Like, yeah, it's Superman. It's the guy who is unstoppable, unbeatable. He dies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He bleeds. He dies. Yeah. Now, that got me thinking to. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. That got me thinking, like, why is it such a big deal? Is it because he is portrayed and written and made to be this unstoppable, Mm. you know, this kind of hero that is literally not supposed to lose? Or is there an actual, like, emotional value that people have towards Superman, even though a lot of people would say his character is kind of bland and is just, you know, Boy Scout and stuff like that? I think it's a combination of the rich history Superman has from the 30s. Yeah. Of of being a uh, inspirational like cart- like cartoon for kids right. to being war propaganda yeah. to going back to TV and uh, entertainment stuff and then sort of dying off in popularity and then sort of calling back to hey remember Superman you used to watch it when you were kids he told you buy all those war bonds remember mm-hmm. him uh, we're gonna yeah. kill him I'm gonna be like people are like what I haven't thought about Superman in X years yeah. they buy the comic they read it it's good. And then he comes back at the end because ultimately, I think everybody, even in the 90s, knew it was a publicity stunt. A little. Um, You have to remember that, um, so we hadn't had Crisis on Infinite Earths yet. And we hadn't had, as far as I remember, I think that's later. Mm. Um, And... The, the ability to kill off. and so, so Marvel does this thing, and DC does it differently, right? Marvel um, repeatedly reboots, right? So you have X-Men, and then again, and you have Spider-Man, and then again, and you have Iron Man, and then again, where they'll, they'll restart a storyline with a new origin recontextualized by, like, era. And people are just kind of used to that. I mean... I think in the actual canon of X-Men, you have like four Phoenix sagas, right? Oh, right. It just happens over and over again. Um, and and that's okay. We have New 52 now, like for DC, but like that thing that people were like, ooh, it's New 52. Well, now we're Rebirth. Right. But like, but so like that thing though, where, yeah. where they're doing that, okay, that was just par for that the course reboot. for yeah, Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Like that was just like something that happened. Yeah. But DC didn't, continue. DC didn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And so now, eventually, they did Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yep. So multiverse. Yeah. So now we can go, okay, so like we're just going to draw, we'll write a whole thing over here <laughs> and then we'll kill like all these guys, but it never Bringing happened. these new characters. That's a different earth. So we'll just tell this story yeah. and then we'll tell that story. And, we'll, and that's fun. Both of those have a problem and it's that like sometimes you start to feel like stuff doesn't matter, yeah. right? Okay, but none of this was in place. We have this character and characters have died, but when they die, they're, they're gone and the idea that a brand would would ever even put on the table, like... The big guy? The big guy dies. Because, like you said, Joe, I think that some people are still going to read it as publicity. It's not great publicity if the unkillable guy dies, though. Mm. So, like, if they killed Batman, which they did with Bane, and then he <laughs> didn't die. So that's, right? That's also a publicity stunt. Also one of the best storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, but But I think it's different for Batman to die than for Superman to die. 
because the element you said, yeah. Jared, that like he's kind of not supposed to, right? Like, In the back of your head, you always know Superman is like he's always here, he's always around, he can't I, be beat. I think if Lois Lane, if if the cover had been Lois Lane dies, oh, yeah. and that character is actually gone for the Superman comics, and that's the news on TV, I think it's a much smaller news story. Right. <laughs> yeah. And um, like, oh, okay. and that could have been permanent, and it wouldn't have, and and interesting too. Like when uh, Hal Jordan's girlfriend got fridged, or when the entire <laughs> so, oh we were just talking <laughs> we about this last time. Okay, so right my recording. <laughs> one of my favorite things about the Death Arc is that one of maybe the best Green Lantern story in the entirety of that brand is born out of a side plot <laughs> to the death of Superman. And that is Hal Jordan comes home one day and Coast City's gone. It's flattened and crushed and everybody's dead. Like the whole thing. It's like if California just got wiped out and that's his city. That's his metropolis. So he goes, uh, no, it didn't. And he uses his ring to make the city again and all the people in it and they all go about their daily lives drinking coffee and taking their dogs to the park and stuff. <laughs> but but they're all constructs. And that's super not allowed <laughs> um, if for the ring. Um, the reason that it got crushed is because the one of the motivations for one of the Supermen is to allow Mongol, who is one of Superman's other villains, who he Superman beat him up and took his planet away because he was a warlord. He wants a new planet that he can literally drive around like a ship. And to do that, he needs to put a giant, he needs two giant engines, right? Two thrusters so you can maneuver the planet. Planet-sized thrusters. <laughs> Woohoo! And so the first one is going right where Coast City is. Was. And he installs it. <laughs> was, yeah. He installs it by dropping it there. Kunk. And that's where the big fight at the end of Superman's resurrection story happens. Like, he, that's where, that's, Hank Henshaw is the one working with him. He's the robot-looking Terminator 2 Superman. And they have the big fight there, and Mongol's there, and Hank Henshaw's there, and they have a big fight, and they win. The Superman, the Superman good team wins. But they're fighting on top of an engine that's on top of the city. <laughs> that is, that's all gone now. And Green Lantern loses it. And when the other Green Lanterns show up and they go, hey, man, um... You need to turn off all of this. And he's like, these are my loved ones and friends. You can leave. And they're like, this this is not allowed. Like, you're not supposed to use the ring for any personal gain. You're not supposed to use it to, like, get yourself a better job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can't make sentient beings to make yourself feel better because something happened while you were off planet. And he goes, counter argument. I'm going to kill all of you and take your rings, and then it'll be easier to maintain all these people. And that's what he does. And it starts... Uh, I think the that's Parallax how, Act? Um, I think it's Parallax? Darkest Night. Darkest Night is Oh, Black. that's Zombies. That's, that's Zombies. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe it's Parallax. It's, but I, I love... Because that's an entire Green Lantern comic arc. It's a side story to the death it just, of Superman. It's, it's, ju- it's just because <laughs> he was off planet, and Superman died, and everybody was like, uh, dibs on Earth. Mm. And Mongol was one of those guys... And and he was like, "This is where I'm putting my engine," <laughs> and that's how Coast City went. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what I love about like the the crossover events part of comics mm-hmm. is like these beautiful stories that get born out of like just the, even the smallest thing that happens in another character's story arc. It's such a good it, point. Yeah, it helped. Uh, I, I was when I was researching for Superman, I had conveniently timed a YouTuber I watched called Nerd Writer put out a video about. Mm. Uh, comics and why they were successful for their time 
And it's it went into that similar sort of thing where like people looked forward to these crossover moments and it would be the comics like key to introducing those new story arcs. So like I would definitely would have been super interested in this Green Lantern arc if I had just read Death of Superman and then this Green Lantern arc opens by being mm-hmm. like, hey, do you remember that small part? It's going to cause some problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why Civil War was so good. Um, because you know now you can go to the store and you can buy a book that says Marvel Civil, Civil War. Yeah, yeah. But like one is like Namor forty two, <laughs> and then like fa- uh, Fantastic Four number seventeen, and then like an Iron Man, and then another Iron Man, and then a Cap, and then another Fantastic Four. And if you wanted to read those, like you needed to read them, like as single issues. On each of those brands, yeah, yeah, and they were like coming. That. Well, right. It, I I don't want to learn that story that way. But imagine if you read all those comics, mm. right? And then you're like, okay, I'm gonna read the Fantastic Four this week, and you read it, and you're like, oh, that's neat. And then like you're reading other stuff, and then you get happen to open the Iron Man, and you go, oh my gosh, this is that thing that's happening over here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same reason like people like Game of Thrones, <clears throat> or to stretch the analogy, like wrestling, like pro wrestling. Hmm. It's that. Um, oh, every yeah, event that yeah. happens is connected to every event that happens because the world that they're building is supposed to be cohesive. Realistic doesn't matter, right? We can have dragons and we can have the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to be realistic, but they have to be cohesive. Mm. And by linking the stories together that could be otherwise bubbled from each other, like they can be. You can just go, I buy Iron Man comics and I read them. Okay, but like... There are other things in his world. Like he knows, he knows Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Okay. So then, if you're reading Spider-Man and one day he has a different suit, and there's a little thing in the corner that says "See Iron Man number whatever," right? Like you, there's a more world to that world. Even if you don't read them, you go, "Oh, okay, cool. This world's bigger than what I'm seeing." Something in this issue happened to cause this thing to cause an effect. It's it's also why I think that it's really funny that with the exception of like Logan, you don't see a lot of X-Men in Civil War um. because it's really funny in as an in-universe idea that um, like Cap and eventually Spider-Man and whoever else was on the non-registration side, they went, they, they would have approached like the, the mutants and gone, hey guys, look, they want to, um, they want to register all the superheroes. <laughs> that means you. And, um... We don't think that's fair. Do you think maybe you could help us? Because like Tony and a couple of these other guys, they they think that that's a good idea. And all the X Men would have just been like, like screw you guys. Like, <laughs> like we. <laughs> do you remember Mutant Registration Act? Does nobody remember when? We, and you guys were like, well, I'm, I'm a, I wear a suit. Like, <laughs> I have I have I have metal wings. I don't. I could just take them off. <laughs> like now they're coming for you, and you want like you want help. Um, and. Those universes exist, and they, they bounce off each other, and that's that's really great. To tie that with Superman, yeah. uh, I, I always had this uh, – uh, you who read the comics can better answer oh, this. Oh, boy. Um, I've always had this image that Superman arcs kind of led those crossover events in he's a way. The, I mean, he's the big brand so sometimes, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, not not always, but I think that there's something to that because – I mean, you would have Justice League stuff – that was that was cross promotional inside of each of the comics anyway, mm. but yeah, I, I think that that it wasn't uncommon to see Superman stuff and then have the other comics follow um, because it's a it's a branding choice. Batman too sometimes, but much much less often because most of his Infinite stuff. Infinite Crisis was mainly Batman, I think. 
Um, Dark Knight's metal definitely was. Oh yeah, that's evil Batman. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, but that's that's like Dark Knight. five years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's but like a lot of the Justice League villains yeah. are Superman, Superman villains. villains. Well, and that makes sense because yeah. the scale would be right. Right. And that so like. Joker stuff isn't going to usually touch the other heroes because what he's doing isn't usually going to touch anything outside of Gotham anyway. Not including World's Finest. W- well, as they're the bad guys in World's Finest. Yeah, as an I example. Love World's Finest. Yeah, yeah, as an example. <laughs> yeah, um, or or like um, um, what is the or, or like All Star? I love right? All Star Superman. Yeah. All Star Superman is inc- yeah. So that's an incredible take. I, I want to talk about All Star because I think it, what it does is it is it it explains a bigger facet of the character. Um, that I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about. Walk through the premise of All-Star. Well, okay. The basic tagline of All-Star Superman, this mm-hmm. new thing written by Grant Morrison, was like, what if Superman had cancer? Yeah. <laughs> Superman is dying within like five years, one year, whatever. And the basic like arc is he had to come to terms with dying and what will happen <clears throat> to him. And what will happen to Earth as he goes about his business? Mm. And it, you, there's a lot of like things that go on. He talks to Lex Luthor. I think that's the most, that's the best part of that. Uh, he says goodbye to Lois. He reveals his identity because I think when it was written, it was still kind of a secret to yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, the event, he does die, kind of. He goes away from Earth and yeah. he doesn't come back. Yeah. Um, and that story is also filled with like. Little moments of him helping people, hmm. like remember that iconic shot of him helping up that girl that was going to kill herself with the comic uh, comically large amount of piercings. That's <laughs> yeah. from All Star Superman. Yeah, so I just think that is a perfect encapsulation of wh- what he's all about: helping people, even when he knows he's not going to be here forever. Yeah, and just trying to do the right thing with how little time he has. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you've man, I think you nailed it because this is one of those Batman opposite things that I think is important, right? Is that if you try to make Superman into Batman but flies, I think you lose this element, right? And that's that Batman's really good at hurting the correct bad people to make Gotham safer. Well, that's the idea. I'm not, you know, there are versions where we talk about, we, there are versions where we talk about whether or not that's effective, but, like, that the point of him is that, like, there are guys that, like, the cops aren't going to deal with and that regular citizens shouldn't be exposed to, and he'll take the burden of, like, dealing with monsters so that no one has to. Mm-hmm. Superman does not work that way. He does end up having to fight monsters, but he also will, like, take a cat out of a tree, yeah. right? <laughs> his, his goal is to help people, and sometimes he has to fight bad guys to help people, but... You don't see Batman doing a lot of he's a punisher. tree cat people, right? Superman doesn't want to fight to begin with, right? If if uh, if Gotham was safe tomorrow, yeah, Batman would retire theoretically. Yeah, he's mentally also probably not, but like <laughs> he, he would want to. The idea is that he could, right? If all the villains will go away, Batman should theoretically go away. But if all the villains in Superman's Rose Gallery go away, he's still going to patrol because he's, he's, he's still looking for... a lot less for, stressed. Yeah, but. yeah. But he's going to be like, oh, look, <laughs> there's a car. Like, those people have flat tires. Let me just pick up the car and take it wherever they're going. Like, Superman still works in a working society. Yeah. Okay. The reason that we still get... The, the guy in All-Star, on paper, is a different character. He's dying from cancer. He retires kind of effectively. He has to watch all of these kind of vengeful, uh, like, renegade versions of what he would do. Like, the other guys that come in to stand in while he's not working, they are they are a little more aggressive than are him. Are you thinking of Kingdom Come? Oh, oh, shit. I'm thinking of Kingdom Come. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because in, in 
All Star, he doesn't really retire. He gives super. He gives Lois a super pill. Oh, that's right. So it. So I remember it the super on. pill. That's a little goofy. That yeah. didn't make it to the movie. Yeah, a little bit. I liked the Lex Luthor bit a lot because pill? it exemplifies why Lex hates Superman so much. Is it the uh, self the reliance on aliens in that? It, I think so. That's the and, Crisis Infinite Earth. And he also Lex takes the super pill yeah. and is like, "This is how you see the world." I'm overstimulated as hell. Uh, How yeah. can you do this? I get it. I'm sorry. Oh, sure. And then he gets hauled off to jail to be executed. Patrick, I, did you ask what a super pill was? Is it just a pill that gives you Superman's powers? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we play with that sometimes. That's that's definitely a thing Mainly that an injustice yeah. because of balance reasons, and oh, it's a fighting right. game. Uh, they did it there. They did it... Um, technically, that's how he gets... Like, a version of that is how he gets his powers back at the end of the Death Arc. Um, the... The Eradicator, which is the Superman with the visor, who's like, I'm Superman, but he like melts people with his energy beams. Um, <laughs> Cyclops he, Superman. He's Cyclops Superman. Um, he's the the physical version of a computer program meant to maintain Kryptonian culture at all costs. So when the last but Kryptonian, not Brainiac. no, uh, yeah. Yeah. Brainiac is sometimes that. He, he, <laughs> they're they're friends. Um, <laughs> when when Superman dies, yeah. That computer goes, oh shit, and he says that can't happen. Mm. And this is also how he technically doesn't die. Um, the body is still recoverable. Um, Superman, how superpowers comes from the sun, the, sun. the okay. yellow sun. So they put him in a tomb. <laughs> so that's not a great. Uh, they didn't give him a good chance. Uh, this thing creates a corporeal form. So that it, or no, it's incorporeal. Yeah, the Eradicator comes online and he's like a ghost basically, <laughs> and he floats all the way to, to um, Metropolis, Metropolis and he yeah. sneaks into the tomb. And by sneaks, I mean flies through the wall. Yeah, and then he he uh, possesses the Superman body, but not really. What he does is he. Um, this is actually a great little bit of lore. He he borrows atoms from the tomb of matter, like he borrows all the components of the tomb's matter, one iota enough to build a human body. So like the whole tomb with the Superman statue with the eagle, like it all shrinks, but just, you know, just that little bit much. Like if you were watching it, you might see it, but like you would never notice that it had shrunk a little and he makes a body. And now with this body, he literally grave robs Kal-El's body. And uh, I don't know how he gets, oh, cause he can fly now. Cause he's got, he's his Kryptonian physiology. He flies back to the Fortress of Solitude and shoves that body into a giant egg. <laughs> Which can absorb, which can absorb the power out of the like sunlight makes the body powerful. He then uses this giant egg thing to pull that out, and he rubs the egg, and he gets the Superman powers. <laughs> because yeah, because it's he's a pretending because he, well, so his goal, yeah, it's a little silly. Well, his the idea is that he's this thing is bringing Superman back to life yeah. slowly. In the meantime, he's got to keep Superman the myth going. So he's like needs some of the power, and when he gets shot in the back three times by <laughs> um, the Hank Henshaw robot Superman and he's bleeding out and he floats all the way in the ocean to back to, back to the Fortress of Solitude and crawls in. It's been a minute and the egg hasn't had any um, way to disperse the energy. Right. So Superman wakes up and kicks his way out and so the Eradicator get there and it's just cracked and we assume that he dies. Yeah. He doesn't. He ends up going with him on this big mission at the end in the in the engine thing yeah. and he takes a blast of kryptonite to the chest and here's our magic button. He converts it into like a super blast of like the, he, he lets all the rest of the energy he has mm-hmm. he's holding onto into Superman. And he goes from black suit, 
steel s lots of guns mm-hmm. superman into the superman that we know mm. yay um, that's a, that's a lot of talking to say that that the powers seem fungible and transferable in lots of arenas because we have to let that happen i think like joe said for balancing stuff or mm-hmm. just to keep the stories moving sometimes um and I don't think that they matter. We talked, Jared and I talked about yeah. earlier about like which powers make Superman Superman, and it's not that important. Like we say, like fly, you say flying right away, and yeah. then it's like, well, he didn't fly at first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is that's not what makes him him anyway. I think that there's this great speech at the end of um, Kill Bill. If anybody's seen Kill Bill, you should have. Um, where he talks about how he likes um, he likes Superman because all the superheroes in the comic books are not actually the superheroes. They are their alter egos. And he specifically says, like, Bruce Wayne has to put on a suit to become Batman. Right. But Superman is always Superman, and he has to pretend to be Clark Kent. Right. And that's, a, that's poignant because the point is about the main character of Kill Bill. And he goes, like, you can pretend to be a housewife, but you're an assassin. And so all day Superman walks around pretending to be clumsy mm-hmm. and nearsighted and kind of nerdy. And – does that kind of not mean that he thinks humans are those things? Like, like he's trying pretending to be a human. I don't think he. But, but wait, no, I, but okay, I, I disagree yeah, with that. I'm just yeah. saying, like, that's his point to her. Is that gotcha. like you're pretending to be docile and not a murderer, but like you are all day. You are. This is a costume, right. and that's different for Superman than for everyone else. I think that's true. I think he's got it backwards. Right? We talked about Batman. Yeah. Batman is the actual guy. <laughs> Bruce Wayne is a character that Batman plays yeah. so that he doesn't people don't figure out that he's running around at night. Clark Kent is the real person. Clark Kent flies. Clark Kent has laser eyes. Like Superman is a suit that he puts on mm-hmm. so that he can have a life when he's not doing those things. But the character that we love is Clark Kent. Mm. This is why I really really don't like um, um, Man of Steel mm-hmm. because that Superman has all the powers that Superman has and fights a Superman villain. He fights a, a Kryptonian, but he's not Clark Kent. The real, the real character we like is Clark Kent, who yeah. was raised by Ma and Pa in Smallville, Kansas, yeah. who just happens to have these incredible powers. Yeah. And I think Zack Snyder, which I love his um, Watchmen I, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing movie. Yep. I just don't think he understands the Superman mythos. Or I he agree. was trying to make his own, which didn't... I mean, well, great pr- pr- effects, you know. I think that... Um, the Dark Knight has a lot to do with it. Yeah. For um, sure. So, you know, um, I think... I I actually I actually think that if... Um, what's his face? Uh, he, did, he If Christopher Nolan had, had done Superman after Batman, I think we might have gotten something a little closer. Mm. Um, I think that he doesn't have quite the right eye for it either, but that's that's more about the way it looks. I think Snyder is the wrong pick, and I also think that Batman being so popular, what yep. ended up happening was, um, remember that before that is really the Raimi movies, right? Yeah. We get the X-Men. The, the X-Men movies were popular, too, and not for no reason, but, but Spider-Man, Spider-Man proved, a lot of it. Yeah, it proved the concept could happen. Mm-hmm. And Sam Raimi's movies are very, um, I, I'll say cheesy, but I mean that in the best possible way. They're romantic. Oh, sure. I love, I think Spider-Man 2 is maybe perfect. I, <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite movies, full stop. Um, the, the Batman Begins comes out, and this is much 
less, not just less optimistic, but less idealistic. Um, I think Alfred is the closest thing to idealism in the movies. <laughs> Everybody else is very grounded. Um, the end of The Dark Knight, believe it or not, is actually kind of an idealistic take, right? Because they're like, he, you know, like this is, he has to wear the burden of all the bad things because we are a bad city and our hero has to be this. Mm. And that makes him a hero. Like he is actually amazing and sacrificial and a hero, which is idealistic. But it's idealistic because of all the cynicism. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, so, you know, it works, but it's, but the, the die is cast. Like, we have figured out, Hollywood has figured out, like, people like dark and, and this edgy, word. What's gritty, the word? Gritty, right? People uh, want gritty things. <laughs> and, the, and that's true if you're talking about Batman mm-hmm. because it is. It works. But then they said, so what's the problem with Superman? We had all these Superman movies, nobody likes them. Well, none of them have been gritty before, but look how good the gritty movie did. So they made a gritty Superman movie, and it's and it's not good. Um, maybe to, if I had never heard of Superman, it might be a good movie. To be fair, when I first watched the original, uh, I first watched the first three Superman uh-huh. movies when yeah, I was Christopher really Reeves. young, like really young. Yeah. I was just like, I only knew the idea of Superman, like you know, super strong. He flies in a cape. He's awesome, right? He's like the embodiment of justice and good and all that stuff. But um, when Man of Steel came out, that's when I was, like, more aware of, like, you know, superheroes, superhero movies, thanks to Marvel and stuff like that, you know. I watched it, and I was like, hmm, pretty good. Not bad. Watched, like, all the way up until freaking uh, uh, Justice League, the first uh, version. Right? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, Man of Steel is probably, like the best DC movie at that time you know, when Justice League came out. That's not saying much, okay? Because Wait, we, DC movie? Uh, of those... DCEU DC or whatever. DCEU, that's what I meant. Because the Dark Knight exists. I know, I'm saying DCEU. The current... Oh, oh the, okay. That cinematic, cinematic universe. universe. Okay. Yeah, um, I got it, got so, it. So, so basically, <laughs> it's just... nuts. Just Man of yeah. Steel, BVS, yeah. Wonder Woman, Justice League. There's just Out of those four... Mm. I would Maybe. think Man of Steel. Uh, Wonder Woman's pretty good as a film. I don't think so. I think that first one's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think. That's, I think so. that's a whole yeah, other discussion. It has some okay. low moments, but oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it, it ends, I will give it that it that um, it ends pretty anticlimactic for yeah. considering how good the rest of the movie <laughs> for sure. is. But but yeah, um, I think I think that's fair, though. They've yeah. always struggled. We've t- uh, I don't know why, what kind of weird like voodoo is on these two studios, <laughs> but like for some reason Marvel, like, Cannot I, how can you have all of these properties and not make an animated movie that's good? Right, and right. they just can't seem to do it. <laughs> um, and and conversely, DC cranks out like two or three really killer yeah. animated films a year for a long stretch. Yeah. There were actually some pretty weak ones towards the more recent years, but like uh, everything around Doom mm-hmm. and War mm-hmm. and the Son of Batman, like that arc is amazing. Yeah. And then the live action live movies just, just I, suck. I don't I don't know. I mean, I know why the live action ones suck. I don't yeah. know why they have to, considering that somebody that works at that company knows how to hire people who can make good animated movies. <laughs> yeah. Because the, anim- the the live action ones suck for the same reason that that, that Superman movie sucks, and that's because yeah. DC is a pantheon. It's Greek gods. It's Olympus. They literally yeah. have Olympus. There's a, they have a floating station in the sky and the gods live there and then they look down on earth and they sometimes help out mm-hmm. and they fight, they bicker among each other. That's the that's the whole thing. And to do that, they all have to like like the Greek gods, they have to have their own little arenas and and differences that make them really identifiable. 
um, the animated Justice League mm-hmm. has that. Mm-hmm. The live action Justice League doesn't have that. Well, they that. tried very desperately to follow the Marvel, like, all the characters are real people at the end of the day. Yeah. They, tr- they struggled I, very hard yeah. to make Superman a real person. Speaking of Superman and real people, Superman has interacted with real people on many occasions. Uh-huh. This is sort of similar to my Batman game. Sure. So I'm going to go ahead and list a bunch of people that Superman, the character, uh-huh. has interacted with. You okay. have to tell me if Superman oh. has talked to these people. Yeah, yeah. And if they have, in what context? Oh, oh I like Screw this. Screw you, Jeff. Do you understand okay. this? I do. Yeah. Do we get half points for the first half? If what? we know that, if we know if they have or not, for if we only answer one portion of the bit, for sure, yes, okay, okay. yes, yes. I asked that like it. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and go with the <laughs> softball that everybody knows, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, in man. 1978, the there was a right? there was a book where the uh, no, it was a comic book. Oh, it was a book. Yeah, it was a book where the aliens, the scrubs, invade Earth and like, hey, we want the best Earth best champions to fight. Muhammad Ali and depowered Superman. Of course. For an IRL crossover, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> that will not be the t- with the trend with these next ones. Okay. Yeah. Lucille Ball. I don't know who that is. I love oh, Lucy. Boy, oh boy, I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> I'm gonna say um, yes, just because I think it'd be funny. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yeah. No. I, it, the funnier answer is yes. Yep. Yeah. He was on an episode. George Reeves' uh, Superman was on an episode yeah. of I Love Lucy. Oh, that's funny. And the fa- my favorite line from that is. Say that you've been married to her for 15 years? Yeah, 15 years! And they call me Superman! Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Wives. Chris Pratt. Ooh, I'm gonna no. say no. No. Yeah, it's no, and I wrote down, God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and go with Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. yes. The answer there is kind of. There's never really a panel where Superman and MLK Jr. are, like, shaking hands. Sure. But there are a few where he's, like, flying, and there's pictures of him in the background. Like, historical figures, Abe Lincoln, MLK Jr., this, that, and the other thing. And there's a lot of comparisons between the two. I read some college kids' thesis on how they're alike Mm. and how their, like, nonviolence principles sort of carry over. Let's go ahead and go with FaZe Clan. FaZe Clan? The, esports. Like, the, the esports club? Yeah, this one's for you, Patrick. <laughs> it, uh, uh, let's say play, yes. I'm going to say yes because maybe like Fortnite skin or something. I'll I don't say know. no. No, it was Batman who met Face Clan. Wow. <laughs> oh, that makes a comic. lot of sense. That makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Not to me, it doesn't. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. Yes, in a yes. commercial. Uh, played by Patrick Warburton. Yep. Uh, it was a series of commercials for MasterCard or Visa, I think. Yeah, I think so it was definitely a credit uh, card. Amex. Oh, oh, yeah, it would be America's Express. Yeah, uh, that's a spectacular. Jerry Seinfeld, a famous uh, Superman super fan, and there's a great moment where they're talking about a DVD they want to return, and um, they're walking through the alley, and a mugger grabs it and um, and runs off, and he looks at Superman, and he's like, you want to you wanna go? And he's like, all right. And he, <laughs> and he flies and lands in front of the mugger, and he's like, stop, and the guy throws the... VCR at him and he just does that thing I'll do this for Patrick or for listeners like he, he puts his hand on his hips and then he like <laughs> sticks his chest out and it just like bounces off and breaks on the floor and then the guy runs away and he's like did you have to you couldn't catch it and he goes I don't catch I just I do this <laughs> but, they, but they can return it with the Amex card which is like the point of the ad yeah it's a, it's a solid set of they made like four or five of those they're really good Let's go with Barney the Purple Dinosaur no way <laughs> I say no. No, no no I thought that'd be funny though 
Uh, less funny, Michael Phelps and basketball player Blake Griffin. Uh, I believe yes. it. Yes. I believe it. Okay, no, okay. I'm mad. Do you want to try to guess the context of this? Because this has basketball. ended up being the worst aged comic probably oh. ever. You won't comic. believe this. Um, I don't know. He's at a he's at a basketball game. <laughs> Close. It's for Subway commercials and Subway uh, sandwiches. In 2011, Subway Phelps, yeah. did like uh, like crossovers with just, just Justice League and the Olympics. And wait a minute, you're thinking 2011 Subway? Don't tell me. Yes, Superman shakes Jared. hands with Jared through <laughs> yeah. Subway. Yeah. Oh, so no. certified DC oops moment. Yeah. That's why you should only do it with people who are dead. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mess with your stuff in the future. <laughs> On a similar note, President John F. Kennedy. Yes, Ooh, I the, think so. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yep. On two occasions, the first one was for the sort of like a little bit of propaganda for the space program, sure. where they were like depicted as being friends. This was a 1963 comic, and it was meant to come out in November. However, something else happened in November of that year that sort of. Put a delay on things. Do you not get it? He was shot that year. Yeah. He was yeah. shot. He was That's killed that month. Died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, they decided to hold off on the comic, but LBJ was like, nah, let's let's honor President uh, Johnny mm-hmm. and released it. And also, he meets JFK and Superman Red Sun. Mm. So that's that's nice. But that's a fictional JFK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go with President oh. Barack Obama. Oh. Mm, Superman Barack no. Obama. No. Because uh, I think I'm coming onto a trend where so far most of the most of the yeses have been people who are dead. Not all of them. I say yes. I'll go with no. The answer is kind of because in uh, <laughs> Superman uh, 2009's Final Crisis, we see an alternate version of Superman mm. named Calvin Ellis, who's yeah. literally based on Barack Obama, hmm. who has so his likeness so and everything. Both. Yeah, he's both. Okay. Let's go with Ariana Grande. I hope not. I'm gonna say no because I want I'm to say no. Well. But Joe looks really happy about these nose. <laughs> no, no, oh. it's it's not. But they did come out on Fortnite around the same time. You're so there's this weird niche of machinimas with Ariana Grande and Superman. My favorite being, uh, let's see, <laughs> Superman finds Ariana Grande's secret, <laughs> uploaded on YouTube with about eighty thousand views. Wow, it's very oh like Elsa Gate. Yeah, if you know what that is. I do. I have a child. <laughs> so, let's move on from that one. Mark Hamill. Has he met Mark Hamill? I would hope so. The actual uh, Mark Hamill, like, or like Joker Mark Hamill. Yeah, I'll you know? say yes. <laughs> I'm, the t- answer is technically no within my parameters because Mark Hamill was in Justice League action. Mm-hmm. He was like uh, kidnapped by all the characters he voices, <laughs> but Superman was not in that. Uh, he has interacted uh, with Mark Hamill, Joker, a bunch. Right, of course. But not Mark world. Hamill himself. Eminem. <laughs> mm, uh, shoot. There's been uh, a lack of yeses. But he calls himself Superman. Hmm. Was that Patrick? There's been a lack of yeses recently, so I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I'm going to say no, and you better have Soldier Boy in this list. I'm going to say yes. The answer is no, but he <laughs> does have a, a uh, song named Superman. That's why I thought maybe. <laughs> Let's go with Hitler and Hero Emperor Hirohito. I'm going to say yes. Yes. Because yes. yeah. he's hit them before. Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> Superman says. <laughs> oh, no. A thing that I can't uh, is a slur. Yeah. Um, slap a word for Japanese people that in, rhymes with war. slap. Yeah. 
Um, buy war bonds. Buy war bonds. There were there was a the seventeenth issue of Superman ever showed him holding up Hirohito and Hitler like the punk yeah. bitches they are. Yep. <laughs> Whereas actual in the actual comics themselves, they thought it was disrespectful to have like Superman go over and actually do the thing. Yeah, because then the question is like, how does the war even happening in that universe? Yeah. If you could just <laughs> yeah. stop it. Right. That's like one of those things like, listen, just buy war bonds. <laughs> Support our troops. You know what yep. I'm saying? Yep. Jerry Lewis. Ooh. No. In the Classic news? comedian. Oh. Yeah. No, uh, not that Huey Lewis. Sorry. You silly goose. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, is he yeah. dead? Jerry Lewis is the original. Is he dead? <laughs> yes, he the dead. original Nutty Professor. Um, oh. Um, I'm going to say yes. And he has yes, the Parkinson's. Uh, I think, is it Parkinson's? Is that the the Jerry's Kids? What, what is Jerry's Kids for? It's for childhood something. Oh my gosh, I'm so old. You're Jerry, overthinking it for Jerry, sure. no, I'm just, I'm not, I was explaining who Jerry Lewis is. Yeah, I know, I know who Jerry Lewis is. I know you know. Um, I say yes. The answer is yes. Jerry Lewis had his own line of comics in mm. which Superman uh-huh. made an appearance. Uh, Very. Uh, for, for Jerry's kids, it's muscular dystrophy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very silly. Last one, at least for me, if you guys have other ones, because he's been in a million crossovers, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams. Oh, I hope so. I'm going to say uh, yes. Yes, because he's dead. I want it. I want it to be true. <laughs> the answer is... Kind of? No. It's uh, actually kind of, because Robin Williams and Christopher Reeves, or Christopher Reeve, yeah. um, were roommates in college. Oh. They were the only two accepted into, what was it, Juilliard's Advanced uh-huh. Acting oh. Programs. They were really close friends. I'll count it as yes. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're telling me that he didn't show off to Robin Williams like look at me and like oh absolutely yeah. suit. he was he was <laughs> cast as Superman and then shortly after Robin was cast as Popeye there you uh-huh. go so there's a little so bit Popeye of connection has there been Superman too Ooh. that's true <laughs> gotta okay. write that one down for the wiki <laughs> and that's my game that's uh, that's a great game how Richard, many, you won how one. many real people have met Superman yeah Richard but, you won this one oh you did by oh, a landslide well, yeah you know. <laughs> Like I said, the ones that I know, I'm bad at. But if I'm guessing, I have a that's better my chance. superpower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of superpowers, we got another game here. Oh, boy. Um, I really appreciate you guys clarifying that Superman isn't just his powers. Because, honestly, I've had a really rough time going through all of these powers. Um, <laughs> and I thought it would be fun to kind of raise awareness to some of the lesser known Superman powers. I can't wait. In this game of uh, Superman powers, I'm just going to tell you what, if the, what the power is, and you're going to tell me whether or not it's a power that he has. Interesting, nice. nice and easy. We'll start. We'll start off super simple with heat vision. Of course. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah, nice and easy. We're just going to run through these fast. Locally Diamond named vision. lasers. Yeah, that sounded like such a nerd saying that. <laughs> Diamond vision is the next one. Diamond yes. vision. Yeah, I think Shooting I remember out that. Diamonds. Through your eyes? I'm just, just going to say yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, yes. it's uh, he looks at things and turns them into diamonds. It's like a panel in a comic where he looked at kryptonite and there was like an electricity that hit his eye. Like a Medusa uh, type thing. Oh. A little bit, yeah. Um, next up, telescopic vision. So oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, easy. Yep. Yeah. All right. Microscopic vision. Yeah. Seeing atomic sure. things. Sometimes, yeah. Technically, yes. like telescopic vision anyway. Yeah. Looking at something very close, but from regular distance. <laughs> yeah. All right, next we have ice breath. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dragon breath, though. Ooh. Yes. Really? I don't know. Sometimes. No. Oh, I can. No, I'm no. going to go and say no. 
Uh, it is yes as well. Yeah. What? There's a Instead panel of blowing, on the comic just... where he a little bit of fire. <laughs> oh my god. Um, this one, this one caught me off guard. Shape shifting. No. Okay. Super shape shifting. I say yes. I, yeah, I think so because there's definitely an obscure comic where he like turns into a badger or something. Yeah, there's an obscure comic where he turns himself into the people of a different dimension in yeah. order to blend in. Sure. Word. Go All on, right. Black. This one, this one's a little obscure. Don't know if you'd get it. Uh, super cigar smoking. Yes. Oh I, yeah. That is real. Oh yeah. They had to sell cigars back in the day, and there's no one else better to do it than Superman himself. Smokes them super fast. Oh yeah. Yep. There's a panel uh, where he takes like 13 cigars yeah. in his yeah. mouth and uses the breath to create a smoke screen, so they can't <laughs> tell what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't really. Right. I mean, it's not. It's just super breathing. Yeah, it's just super breath. No, super no, inhalation. Super smoking. What do you mean? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, next up, we have fake death. <laughs> yes. I mean, we talked about this. <laughs> well, like, can he fake his death on on, on command? command? Like a like can a possum? I would heart? not be surprised. Like a yeah. possum? Yeah, I think he can control his vitals. Yeah, yeah. He, he stops his own heart. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up, rainbow finger lasers. Yes. Wow. I feel like I've seen it. Hmm, I've definitely seen rainbow Superman. He's done a rainbow thing. With yep. the pink kryptonite. I was going to say, yeah. The front panel of the comic has him just having his like fingers forward and rainbows coming out of it. And there's a there's a box with text saying his new power. Wow. Yeah. His, yep. He's making a, a Pink Floyd album. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this one's interesting. Uh, super kissing memory racing. Yes. Memory Superman racing. 2. Yes. Superman 2. He tells Lois his secret identity, and then at the end he's like, whoops, shouldn't have done that, and he kisses her, and then she forgets. Yep, not to be confused with kissing and learning languages, because that's Starfire's that, ability. That's Starfire's true. Alright, uh, my favorite, super math. Yes. Yes. Yeah, his brain processes stuff faster. Yeah, he's really good at math. And last one, super stop the heat death of the universe power. Yes. Yeah, Superboy Prime. <laughs> Technically, I mean, yes, but not, that's not Superman. But you yeah, can do it. I don't. Superman Prime is not a. <laughs> he is the equivalent of Goku in GT. Okay, <laughs> technically the same name. Mm, not canon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no in here as well. Uh, oh. Based off of a panel of comics I read, where he kind of just let it happen. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, everybody else in the world was gone. So. Cool. He was yeah. like, "All right, that's it. I'm done." <laughs> Um, yeah, his powers are really, um, I mean, we, Jared and I were talking about what, what makes Superman, Superman, what, like, what's the, so, okay, so we've talked about here on the show now, like lots of versions of Superman, right? Lots of origin kind of variances and things like that. The elements of the different Superman movies and comics. And I was talking with Jared earlier and I said, you know, Superman is kind of, um, he, he is, he has a mythos that can be expanded on and morphed around, but that means that there's like a core Superman myth mm-hmm. that you have to start with and then add on. So we were like, okay, he's got to be like an alien, I think, like from a different planet. Krypton has to be. I think it has to be Krypton, right? Yeah, it has. It can yeah. be. Oh, and it has to be, and it has else. to be like gone. It has to be gone like some destroyed way. destroyed or something, right? There are versions that are not the earthquake explosions, they're right? In, sometimes they're in brainiac jars. Right, yeah. but it has to be gone. Um, he has to be an orphan, a planetary mm-hmm. orphan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you put him anywhere other than Smallville, Kansas, yeah. 
and like raised by the Kents. I, I don't think to be like like, and, and I mean to get Superman, the character yeah. we used to. So like Red Sun is a fun, amazing story, but I don't think that we would say that that guy is Superman. And That's a super powered guy. And the Kents sh- need to be alive. Yeah, the Kents need to be there, and they need to be at alive. least up until he's already when we like meet him. Superman. When he's flying in the sky, yeah, the Kents need to be alive. Um, I think that he needs to be super strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I flying so like, like now. It's so a we say flying doesn't matter, but I think it actually does. Reason and I for sure. Does. And I think that the version of him that jumps became flying so quickly because mm-hmm. they knew that. Mm-hmm. So while I can I can kind of like lay at the ground that like Superman didn't fly when they started. Yeah, but it was like it was probably like a month and they're like let's just fly it. Like this <laughs> yeah. is stupid. Um for like base powers, yeah, you need flight, super durability, speed, strength, um laser eyes and I, so I, I wait, hold on. I Let me respond right? to your first point. Oh, a please, bit. please. I think you have a valid point, but I think you are you're wrong. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. Red Red yeah. Sun Superman. Yeah is still Superman. You can look at those comics and digest how many differences. Oh, he landed in Russia. He has a more he has yeah. an accent first of all, which I think is really like well acted in the movie. <laughs> uh, he believes in like socialism, communism yeah, and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. But I think it's more fascinating to look at what he has in common. Yeah, yeah. Once he learns that, you know, the gulags exist, all the terrible stuff that mm-hmm. Jojo Stalls is doing. Yeah, yeah. Um he he be- does the right thing. He tries his best to do the right thing yeah. and help people. The, the constant there is that he's trying his best to do the right thing and being a good person. That's a really Doesn't good point. matter which coat of paint he's wearing, in this case red, which is an awesome suit, by um, the way. Yeah. And no, even no, in no, the red suit is amazing. Oh, wait. And um, Flashpoint Superman. Remind me, remind me in, in Red Sun, is he also raised by, like, Russian farmers? Yes, he's raised by <laughs> Russian okay, farmers. that's Jonathan and Martha Kent. That's Smallville. That's Russian. It's it's Russian Smallville, right? He's not raised in Moscow. I think. So my point being that, like, if I said, "Hey, in the new Superman thing that I'm making, that I'm producing, he's actually just already in Metropolis when he starts, and he's raised there, and that's why he loves the city so much." Like, you can make that argument, but I think that there's something important about him being like a fish out of water when he mm-hmm. becomes Superman. Starting off he, small, he doesn't in the have. Country. He doesn't have. Anybody except himself, I think it's important to the uh, the dual identity. I think is important. Like I don't like I I would I would hate an Elseworld Superman that's like, <laughs> hi, my name is Clark Kent and I'm a superhero like Omni Man like Omni Man. Yeah, well, no, but people don't know that he's like right, Iron Man. Like oh yeah, like like Iron, Iron, Iron Man, Man in the movies. Yeah, in MCU. Hey guys, it's me. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think Tony Stark's mm-hmm. secret identity is core to the character. No. And in fact, it, it makes, it hinders the writing a lot. Because like for a while, I don't think they make that joke in the movie where he goes, um, we'll just tell people he's your bodyguard. And yeah. he goes, they'll never buy that. <laughs> that's in the comics, that's what yeah. they do for a long time. They go, oh, Iron Man's a guy and we're not going to say who he is, but like he protects me. That's why he's like always around. They, they're like, we don't, we could just have him be Tony. Yeah. Right? Um, in, I think Superman having to juggle, not just for the hijinks, but like he... He, because he's actually always Superman, so he can become Clark Kent in the daytime because it's a costume, I think is important. He doesn't want to put on the suit. He d- right. Like, I, and, and to, but he will. I think that it makes it a lot easier to manifest all of those elements yeah. if he's become a grown-up and moved to a city where he doesn't know anybody. Yeah. Do you remember Flashpoint Superman? Yeah, yeah. 
he was, if I remember correctly, it's just abducted by the government, yeah. run tests. Yeah. But once he finally gets out by The Flash and uh, Batman Thomas Wayne, mm-hmm. he's a good person. He tries to do his best. That's what I think is so compelling yeah, about but, Superman. Uh, okay, no, you're not wrong that that's what's compelling about Superman. But I think at Flashpoint Superman, I think they're just buying that Superman. They're buying the Superman that we already have with no cost. They're just going, and he's still great. (laughs) So if I asked you, why is Flashpoint Superman still a good guy? Is the answer, because Superman is just a good guy? Because he's Superman. But that's yeah. not, yeah, that's not <laughs> yeah. a satisfying answer. It's not a why satisfying is, answer. Why is, why is, no, because if I ask you, why is core Superman, like, a good guy? Because he was, because he's Superman. No, Joe, <laughs> you know the answer. Like Paul and Ma Kent yes. in uh, Smallville, Texas, yes. or Kansas, rather. Yeah, and, and that's, and again, that's why, like, for Man of Steel, that's why it hurts so much when he gets told by Jonathan Kent, like, maybe you just, like, those people. Like, don't help them. Like, let the kids die. Let those kids die. Because, because... Not because I don't want Jonathan Kent to say that, but because if that's if if his instinct to protect his son is to tell his son maybe you don't need to help people so much, then how am I supposed to believe that that person who builds his ideology on his like on what he's learned, he, if he's still a good Superman after that, it's because he just is. <laughs> and I think so. Like that's not super helpful. I to think me. a like, good way or a good version in the comics that really shows like uh, the ideologies that Jonathan Kent taught to Clark is in Superman World at Peace, where he like gives food to like everybody. Like he tries to say or solve world hunger. Yeah. Throughout the comic, throughout that story, constant flashbacks onto what Jonathan was teaching uh, Clark. So just yeah. doing the next good thing, I guess. I have a I have a thing for you, Joe. Can you open a tab and Google um, SMBC and the word Superman separately? Um, this is a webcomic. Uh, you should see one where, like, he's doing various things to, like, make the world better. Oh, yeah. There's one where he's, um, they use him for energy. They use him for, like, perpetual energy. They figure out, basically, they're like, okay, so while Superman can stop, like, petty crime or even supervillains, um, one of the biggest problems in the world is just, like, scarcity <laughs> and so he's like oh i could just like i could just plow giant fields of crops in regions where they just can't do it but i can i can do i can help terraform these areas of the world <laughs> and make like food abundant for everybody and i can dig new trenches and make water available where it normally isn't like i could be saving the world without doing all the fighting and then they're like but then scientists are like you know what would really help is you just turn this crank because if you dedicate your life to just spinning this thing as fast as you can do, we'll just have infinite energy for everybody on the <laughs> planet. We won't have to use fossil fuels. We won't have to like, and it's all, it really does, it creates a utopia. Um, and then at some point their technology gets high enough that they're like, oh, we don't need the crank anymore. We figured out like fusion. So you're, you're good. You can relax. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. Well, now I can go back to helping people. They're like, Somebody else? We don't need... You did we, it. There's yeah. no crime. The there's no <laughs> hunger. And Superman's like, oh, I'm obsolete. <laughs> I think that's a little... Uh, that is humorous, but it's also a kind of cynical take it's, on... No, no, it's a cynical take, but the point is is that like you have to have an idealistic take for Superman to work. Just because, like how Batman, as a billionaire, doesn't like invest in social programs well, and all that. Well, no, there's, no, that's an easy answer, because see, cynicism doesn't work infinitely the other way. Um, you can go, yeah, Thomas Wayne tried that, but the people who are in power in the city simply you misuse those funds to maintain their power structure. Mm. And then the League of Shadows is like, 
no, we're going to kill you. <laughs> like they assassinated his parents trying to stop save the saving of Gotham because they don't want it to save. They want it to burn so that a new thing can come out of it. Cynicism can always like overlap itself. But I- ideology goes like, oh, he's super strong, right? What's the best he can do? And at some point you're going to go, well, that's the best thing he can do. He's like, okay, cool. Does anybody want to read that? <laughs> no. no? Then, like, then leave us alone with our romanticism and let him save the kittens instead like, because it's, like, it's an idealistic take on what a hero would do. Mm-hmm. I think that in, that in that dichotomy between those two, I think we also get at the heart of like we have a hero who we can call that right where ironically all of the the heroes that are more realistic in their in their powers and in their motif and in maybe even their setting like where they fight and who they fight um but as people we don't want to be more like right are actually less relatable than superman who is impossible to be mm-hmm. but clark kent isn't you can always be more idealistic than you are. Like you can always be more hopeful, right? You, you, you can bottom out on cynicism. You can just go, nothing matters. Oh, done. I'm done, right? Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Well, or not the Lex, evil the, Superman out or, there. Or the, or the, um, uh, the owl man looking Batman from uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh. So just, is it not named not just like Owl Man? Maybe, yeah. I think he's Owl Man. <laughs> yeah, they have, they have the big fight and, yeah. then, and then he's like, he looks like, huh. No, this <laughs> I'm going to die now. This, well, goes, yeah, this doesn't matter. And because and he's, he's a caricature of the cynicism of Batman. And nihilism of... Right, he's fully nihilistic. You can bottom out, right? You're getting blown up and you don't care because it doesn't matter. That's cool, but like, you can never be so hopeful that you don't have room for any more hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a human condition that Superman reflects despite like his alien nature. Despite being a god, basically. Yeah, yeah. because that's not the part... Yeah. That matters, right? Um, also, I have to. We have to say it because you mentioned um, Lex Luthor. The thing that I love about Lex is that, well, one, there's like eight of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, but the uh, let's say like, like cur- Doctor Doom, current core Lex. I think that what makes him fun and interesting and available and kind of um, relatable is he doesn't like hate Superman because I'll get you Superman. He hates him because he represents a problem for humanity. Mm -hmm. He represents like uh, a weakness in humanity's reliance on an external thing where he believes that like there will be a threat and they can't count on some other thing if they can't solve, if they can't, if they didn't solve it by themselves, then that means they couldn't solve it by themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a problem for him because he can solve like anything, right? If you if every time you see a problem, you fix it, and then suddenly somebody starts fixing all your problems, you go, you go weak. Am I fixing any of these? It's like <laughs> like a, am I? Good men create. Oh, um, easy time, whatever. Yeah, hard times create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. Mm-hmm. Cycle, yeah. So so you know, for Lex, yeah, he's like um, humanity deserves he's like an early 40k emperor right he's like humanity deserves the stars everything is ours this alien keeps saving us so you know what we don't do figure out how we would have saved like when brainiac comes how do we stop him oh we didn't because superman was here awesome what we if don't he have to worry about it yeah the social what if, darwinism yeah what what if he wasn't here what would we have done oh you guys uh. don't want to think about that cool i'll <laughs> kill him so you'll think about it because he has that problem um and that's why I really like 
the um, Justice Lords universe Lex, yeah, who comes through the portal oh and he's God. like, I need you guys help to stop the versions of you. Uh, don't kill me. I'm, I'm a good guy. <laughs> but I do need you to help me kill yourself superheroes in my world <laughs> but kill yourself but like, in my world but he's that version of lex is exactly right because he was like oh all it took was the flash died and now you guys are fascists like <laughs> i was right remember whenever when i was like remember all the super fascists i tried to stop and you guys were like no they they help people like that that's lex um <laughs> there are versions of him that are worse than that and certainly i love the one i'm i always going to circle back to like the death arc but like young redheaded pretty lex luthor um, which is just a clone of himself um, from from the Death Arc. It, he's uh, it's a comic, so you can't hear it, but he's supposed to have an Australian accent. Because uh, I love this because it's like closing the circle. Lex Luthor is a terrible person, and he figures out kryptonite, and he's like, the first thing I'm going to do with that is make a ring, so that no matter what else happens, at the end of the day, Superman can't actually touch me because yeah. I have a ring that I wear, and it and I get to torment him with it, and that shit gives you cancer. Yep. So he loses his hand, and he's got a robot hand for a while, and it spreads. It metastasizes, and he is going to die, so he gets his brain shoved into a clone body that's young and vibrant and has and hair Australian, again. Australian, apparently. And from Australia. Well, he needed to be from somewhere where nobody knew him already. And he crashed, they put his body on a plane and crashed that into a mountain. And then they're like, oh, look, he had a love child and he, that guy is now the heir to all of the things. So he inherited all of his stuff back. Except now he's got a new lease on life and he can shake hands with Superman and be like, look, like, I'm not my dad. We're friends. But inside, he's like, I'm not my dad. I literally am. <laughs> and, uh. and it's this great, but it's, again, just like everybody else, he gets a cathartic kind of, like, mourning thing that happens when Superman dies because he goes into the morgue and he's standing there over um, Doomsday's corpse. And he's like, it's impossible. Like, this thing, like, I, all, the th- all the ways that I try to do this and this stupid pile of muscles and bones <laughs> like defeated like Earth's greatest hero and he picks up a chair and breaks it on Doomsday and they like they restrain him and they all think that he's upset because do- like they're they're like oh look how much he he's loved so Superman <laughs> and instead he's like yeah he's like it was supposed to be me um, and then and then later when like that again that big statue with the with the eagle that's the tomb Lex like paid for that he commissioned it and he goes in when they you know, finally put the slab on the body, and there's this great silhouette shot of his face where he's like, "I like, I will bury you, though. Like, like I didn't kill you, but I'll bury you <laughs> because he's still Lex on the inside." Um, I, I like this character, but he's a little Machiavellian, and I, I, as they developed that character in the Infinite Earths uh, arc and then in like the animated movies, I think that he is a really good example of humanity. In a Superman world, yeah, where like he's a he's a person who doesn't he doesn't want bad, he's just afraid of what Superman means for humans because he doesn't consider su- Superman and him to be like the same. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot to unpack there, and I think it's worth having as a character. Um, we don't need maybe the first. What did I count? Out of the first six Superman live action films, <laughs> he's four of the villains. We don't need that many, right? When we go through the Superman live-action movies all the way through the one with um, um, the first Henry Cavill one, Man of Steel, the villains go Luther, Zod, Luther, 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 uh, 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 that's Kevin Spacey, Zod. And then Mm. including BVS, Luther. 
again. And Luther again. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's a lot of villains, yeah. and we could do other ones. He's great, but come on. Um, it's a lot less budget. Yeah, do you, um, getting a bald actor versus getting uh, an eight foot tall alien that's, fair. that's green. <laughs> do you have a do you have a favorite um, Superman villain? Oh, uh, I like Lex a lot because sometimes he's not all evil. Sometimes right, he turns this, good. This I mean. yeah. Sometimes he just does the right thing, inspired by Superman, and he's just really jealous. Mm-hmm. I do like Doomsday a lot because he's that unstoppable force stuff. I like Darkseid a lot because he's the big bad of he's, all. He's the of Thanos DC. of that universe. Yeah, he's the Thanos. Yeah. But it's not much. It's not that really like depth to it. She I wants was going, to kill everything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's cool how like menacing he is, but yeah. like there's nothing there mm. if you cut back. But you get surface. to have Dragon Ball Z fights. That's when true. They, when they that's true. <laughs> I was gonna ask you guys about your thoughts on the recent trend of all these evil Supermen that are popping up on media, <sighs> uh, mainly on Amazon Prime, which I think is a little funny. Omni Man, Lander. What was that movie? Brightburn. Brightburn. I think his name is Brightburn. Yeah. yeah. So I okay. I, first Injustice, of all, naturally. Well, so that's that's the that's the genesis of it. Um. So I like. For the record, I like the idea of Brightburn because, again, we get to – if we – I think that messing with that stuff is kind of shallow unless you dig at the root of what you're messing with. And the root of Superman is his Smallville origins. And if you dig all the way down to the Smallville origin and go, what if that kid just wasn't receptive or maybe the parents aren't good yeah. or whatever causes that, like, tick over? What if you had a, a child – oh, also, I hate origin adjustments. Um, I can live with most of them, but sometimes they really – like burn me. So like the new animated series, um, my adventures with Superman. Yeah. Small thing. So it's not important. But it's still I, I don't know why I it's so weird. Way. It, right? It's, I'm also weirded well, out by it. Well so here's right. a, which one yeah. are you talking about? Well so, so here's, series, here's an origin adjustment is what I mean. So like oh. as a kid, he's got powers. Yeah. Right? Core Superman um, doesn't develop his actual like proper powers until he's like in his teens. Yeah. And he's almost an adult. Um yeah, little it's by slowly little builds he's up. he's like he's super um, durable yeah. as a kid, he's strong, but he's and, and he's fast. like and he's like a little too strong. But yeah, but like super speed, flying, these yeah. kinds of things don't occur as a kid. It doesn't really matter, like I said. But I don't know why you need to adjust it then, except to show off in places. Except now you have things to deal with, like in Brightburn. Yeah. If you have like a six-year-old and he's got laser eyes, <laughs> he might do some stuff. Because he's more powerful than the adults around him. When he gets a tan- right? when he goes into a tantrum, yeah, all hell's K- gonna kids, break loose. Kids have bad reasoning abilities and bad long-term judgment, and so they do things impetuously. Imagine being like a hormonal, yeah. like teenager, but with the ability to like crush a car. You might do it. Because, yeah. Like the reason teenagers don't crush cars isn't because they're they're well controlled. It's because they can't <laughs> crush cars. So like so you know. Um, I think that's an interesting story as an Elseworld thing, right? But as a core Superman thing, you introduce a lot when you say that. When you go, okay, he's eight and he can fly. Okay, here's the thing, guys. They live in a town with 300 people. (laughs) He goes flying all the time at night for fun because, of course, he's going to. You don't think everyone in that town knows Clark Kent is able to fly? (laughs) Like, that's, that's, you've asked me to believe something about that world that's, that's hard. And it makes a lot more sense to go. I mean, that's oh. why Lois found out so quickly yes! that same show. <laughs> so, like, so yeah. I think that sometimes the, they they don't think those things through. I I know, like, the Smallville TV show. It really yanked at me because they they that it's basically built on a bunch of origin conceits that that I have to just live with. So I was telling Jared earlier, like. I already have to live with this idea that Lex Luthor and Superman and Clark Kent know each other from high school. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just, like, don't for remember that later when they, like, oh, Clark Kent from the Daily Planet. Oh, you're Superman also. Like, <laughs> um, 
but also in that series, they say in like the second or third episode, Lana Lang is like on a 40 foot tower and she goes, I love, I love being up here on a clear day. You can see all the way to Metropolis. And I'm like, Clark can see all the way to Metropolis. <laughs> you're in Kansas. Can, you're in Kansas. Where's Metropolis? <laughs> is it in Michigan? You can't see to Michigan from Kansas. It's on St. Louis. Uh, it's it's got to be by the coast. It's got to be by the coast. Oh, right. I mean, the ocean is out there, Metropolis. Yeah, it, it's... <laughs> well, this is the prob- well, this is the problem is that Metropolis is a fictional city, but Kansas is a real place. Yeah. So, so like Smallville... Fictional name that could have put different. it in Connecticut or something. You know, <laughs> right. there's farms in upstate New York. He could have been in New York, and Metropolis is like on the coast, and yeah. and then like Gotham is Manhattan or something. You know, like you could do these things. That when you push on origin stuff, it it's it's not bad, but it it can break with core in a way that it makes it hard to accept. When we say this isn't canon anyway, then we can have fun. So like you asked about evil Superman, right? Injustice is amazing. And the reason it's amazing is be, is not because, hooray, we get to see bad Superman. It's because that particular bad Superman, I think, is still a Superman. He's just a Superman that's been pushed past the line where the, his ideals hold. So, like, he wants to save everybody. He can't take any more that his ability to play the game he's been playing will result in entire cities dying. Like, he's he's being the Superman we love, and Metropolis explodes. This isn't going to cut it, <laughs> right? Like, what good is the Superman that we love if everybody dies? So, he... And he doesn't... Remember, he doesn't start out... Yeah, he kills the Joker in, like, an act of rage. But he doesn't, like, then go from there to, like, Arkham and just flatten the whole, like, hospital. <laughs> he holds a press conference, and he goes... Hey, leaders of the world. You're going to de-arm. We're done. <laughs> he's like, I don't, he's like, do you hear me? I'm not saying, like, if you're fighting Americans, then you're done. I'm saying, if I see tanks going in a direction, and I see planes going in a direction, and I see guns pointed in a direction, all of those people, they're going to get crushed. Because wherever you're going, they don't need you to be there, and if they are shooting back, they'll get crushed too. Because we're done. I'm done. And, and we'll, there, he's like, there will be peace now. That is a totalitarian way to do it. But to do what? To do the thing that he's been trying to do. You know, I think that the, as, as, as weak as the reception was to it, the fourth live-action movie, uh, Search for Peace, that's how it starts with nuclear disarmament, right? Superman convinces all of the world leaders to put their nukes in a big net. They literally launch them into space, and he catches them, and then puts them in a net. And then he hurls that net into the sun. And then, you know, Lex Luthor put a Superman clone a seed inside of one of the bomb things, and when it hits the when it hits the sun and explodes, it creates a new superhero. Classic Lex. Yeah, it's very Lex Luthor. Um, it's the same idea. It's just he his timetable has moved up now because he... What does he have left, right? He lost his wife, his just-discovered unborn child, and literally everybody he knows except his parents. Like, everybody's dead. And then they die later on, and too. And they die later on, too. And, and so, um, plus, it, we get a Civil War-type story, right? We get the, uh, the Justice League has to schism into, like, who believes what. Um, that's my favorite Wonder Woman. Um, 
because it, well, n- I I like that Wonder Woman because I like the Wonder Woman who would go. Yeah, I've been saying it. You know, she's like, she's like, you guys do see like, she's like, I have this sword. Like, this isn't ceremonial. Being cut like, Adams. Bad people attack me, and I cut their heads off. And I'm and Superman doesn't need this sword to cut people's heads off. I don't know why he doesn't do it more often. She's a soldier. Of course she believes that. That's not bad. It's just that's like she's a soldier. She is a warrior, right? She's not a kittens out of trees person. Right? I definitely think in the Injustice lines, Wonder Woman is much less independent than maybe she oh, should be. Oh, that's fair. Although you could argue that she's just been looking for a reason to, like... True, but... Um, but no, I, I... Well... Just the way she comes across... Okay, okay, here's what I'll... I'll, I'll grant you that. She's like I'll, a I'll, jobber for she, she is too quick to... She doesn't ever disagree, and that sucks, I think. She does in the Injustice animated movie, but no, like no, in the comics, no, in the comics. At, the, com- at yeah. the end, she changes her mind yeah. because blah 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 blah. Um, in the comics, you're right though. Um, I think that Diana is a leader, but I think she's a soldier, right? She's not like just royalty; like she's she's a warrior. And I think that like if she, the moment that you say, "Well, Superman's the leader, so I'm one of the soldiers," he's your CO. Then she, yeah, she she he becomes a CO, and she's got to do what he says. Um, they have that great fight with um, Mars, though. Ma- oh, the God of War. <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah, because he shows up almost immediately. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> you got <laughs> you doing my job better than this me. is a human condition. You can't just tell them not to fight. <laughs> and and Superman's like, <laughs> I'm out of a job. Superman's like, you wanna you wanna bet? I bet we can. And then and then Diana shows up and they kill him. Yep. <laughs> They're just like, we're going to kill the god of war. And they do, because um, it's a magic sword. So, that was um, year one, was it? That's the first year, yeah. Um, wow. Um, I like that Barry just runs. Like, he just, he's like, he goes, I can't, um, I can't pick a side. I just, I want you guys to all get along, and nobody can You ain't going to catch me. Because he's just running faster than they can see. So, um, you know, Green Arrow does what Green Arrow would do. He's like, this is some bullshit, and then he dies. Yeah. Like, um... <laughs> Green Lantern, same deal. He's like, oh, I'm a cop, so... No. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're not supposed to do this, right? But then he becomes a Yellow Lantern, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And then he sides with... And, and Sinestro. And Sinestro, because he's into it. I really like the whole, like, the two sides, the cynicism yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like so a, so this is why I like it, is um, it's not just evil Superman, right? It's, it's a totalitarian Superman trying to do the good thing that he wants to do. Every person that Batman punches in the face is this goal, right? Like, we could say that, like, vigilantism and violence are not solutions to, like, mental health crises. But we also say, like, okay, but, like, Batman sees, like, a clay monster, you know, (laughs) trying to throw people into the river. Like, he's going to beat that up. Like, what's he going to do? So, like, this is Superman doing the what's, what am I going to do? After people died. This is not even preventative. Or, like, people died. He's just trying to stop it from happening again. Now, it's kind of his fault, which is probably part of it, right? It's his fault, like, literally, like, physically his fault because he kills Lois with his own hand, and then that triggers the bomb, so, like, he feels guilt. But also, you know, like, he got tricked really easily by the Mm -hmm. Joker. Um, Now, as far as the expansion of that idea, like, other superheroes that are the big gun character in their universe, like Omni-Man, I think that... There is a cynicism at play there. I think that what people want is... I think people are actually always, 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 always hungry for romanticism. I think people think that they are above, like, a big ideal story. But really, we do like big heroes and big villains. And I think that um, 
you can yeah. you can knock your you can knock your characters down so th- to the ground level so they're less romanticized. You can knock your you can knock your characters down to they're really flat and and believable. Um, but honestly, we don't we don't like that. So what we can do instead is take our big characters and just make them bad characters. And so you get something like Omni Man, which is very interesting. But I think it belies that we want our heroes like Invincible, right? To be to be big, right? The ultimate cynical take of Superman is Homelander from the Boys, and the Boys yeah. comics. I don't know if you read them. Not very good. He, well, he hates <laughs> he it, hates superheroes. In the um, show, in the show, yeah. the best part of that show is Anthony Starr's performance as um, Homelander. But yeah. the main hope is Starlight, who yeah. is the superhero. Yeah. So I think uh, even in a bleak world like that, the ideal superhero that Superman embodies can always from, exist and always be compelling. From the Midwest. From the Midwest. Uh, goes out on patrol <laughs> to help people, not just to fight bad guys. That's right. Yeah, Despite she's, all she's the bad the, things that happen to her. She's the Superman in that universe, and Homelander is. The Batman? I don't know. I don't know Lex Luthor, <laughs> I guess. He's something, yeah, actually he is, yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, I guess you just rounded up. I mean, we can clearly keep talking for <laughs> so much They're longer. They're going to kick us out, I think. Uh, we haven't even touched, like, the animated series or anything, I, and I've already had, like, a lot to say. It doesn't matter. So sorry. There's so much. No, don't be sorry. <laughs> this is, like, the whole point, right? Like, this, this is how, this is a reason why Superman is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, superhero character ever you know one of the most popular most influential uh fictional characters in history and this you know we've only scratched the surface plus there's that 64 game oh don't even get me started on that okay all right that's all the time we have for today guys thank you so much for joining us on another episode here on razzle dazzle richard thank you so much for joining us yet again and thanks guys soon in the future you will be back i'm gonna reel you in all right be sure to let us know what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore Show. Be sure to tune in every Thursday on the Eagle Radio Life 365 app where we are live from 12 to 1 and we'll catch you on the next one.